Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 27th, and our reading comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and there's some verses in chapter Too, and I love what Paul is going to address and speak to today. He's trying to communicate to the church at Corinth his love and affection, despite the fact that he's had to confront some issues in the church. Listen to what he says, beginning in verse 12 of chapter 1. He says, We can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have lived with a God given holiness and sincerity in all of our dealings. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. That is how we have conducted ourselves before the world and especially toward you. Our letters have been straightforward. And of course, there he's talking about 1 Corinthians. This is his second letter, 2 Corinthians. He says, our letters have been straightforward and there is nothing written between the lines, nothing you can't understand. And I hope someday you'll fully understand us, even if you don't understand us now. Then on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you'll be proud of us in the same way that we are proud of you. So if you remember in 1 Corinthians, Paul had to address a lot of issues in the church at Corinth. It was a little chaotic. And often he had to be very straightforward, very direct, and really bring a word of correction. And anytime a leader has to do that, the people that are getting that word It's challenging to receive, typically because the person given the word is more mature than the person receiving the word. And one of the challenges that a leader faces, one of the challenges a pastor faces, some of the challenges that I've faced sometimes is that when I address that behavior or if I address that issue or if this person and I disagree, the question is, are they mature enough to have this conversation and to do it openly without getting offended? Are they mature enough for us to not agree? Are they mature enough to recognize the role I play in their life as their pastor or spiritual authority and to take instruction or direction from me, even when they don't understand, even if they disagree? And man, that is a real challenge. And so when I look back over my 25 years almost of being a pastor, There have been many times when people have been able to receive that and it really benefited them and our relationship was actually strengthened and and over time they could really see the wisdom of the advice they received or the instruction they received. And there have been other times when I shared it and a person just wasn't in a a position or wasn't ready to really receive it and they rejected that word. And sometimes down the road they could look back also and see, man, I wish I I wish I'd have paid attention. I wish I could have trusted back when I got that instruction. And this is such a challenge. Parents feel this, right? When you're trying to teach your kids something and your kids think they know more than you do and they have a hard time listening. And and we were all a kid once, so we understand that. And so we're trying to tell them and tell them in a way that they can receive it, that they still feel respected, even though they're getting this correction or this direction or this instruction. And and that's such a challenge. And the truth is, sometimes they receive it 
and sometimes they don't, right? Sometimes they they shake their head like they're receiving it, and they turn around and do what they want to do. And and it's such a challenge. And Paul is just pouring out his heart and say, trying to say to the church, I love you, and I'm trying to help you. And, and I know that was hard, but I had to say it, and it was for your benefit. And I hope one day, as you continue to grow and mature in your faith, you'll be able to see and understand why I did what I did, why I said what I said, why it was important to the church. And and man, that same thing is true. I also want to just highlight, Paul says, we did all of this with sincerity and trusting in God's grace. That doesn't mean he did it perfectly. I'm not sure there is a perfect way to, to address these kinds of issues, to bring correction. We just want to depend on God. We're going to try to do it in grace and and do the best we can. But the truth is, there's no perfect way. And the truth is, typically, if a person is open to receiving that, any way you give it is okay. And if they're not open to receive it, no matter what you do, right, they're just not hearing you. And so Paul is just being honest and saying, basically, I'm doing the best that I can to depend on God and to do right by you and to share it in the right way with grace and sincerity, hoping that you can receive it. And I think that's always the best that we can do. And the rest, we got to trust the Lord. Now, I want you to watch what he says then in chapter two. He begins to address specifically what he talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter five about the person that was uh, in a sexual relationship with his mother-in-law. And Paul has to correct that. So he's speaking about that situation. And here's what he says. He says, so I decided that I would not bring you grief with another painful visit. For if I have caused you grief, who will make me glad? Certainly not someone I have grieved. That is why I wrote to you as I did, so that when I do come, I won't be grieved by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy. Surely you know that my joy comes from you being joyful. So the first time Paul came, right, because he's got to bring this correction It was kind of upsetting. And Paul is saying, man, I love y'all. And when your life is full of joy, when you're blessed, when you're prospering, man, it gives me so much joy. And so I've been a little hesitant. I've been giving you some space. That's basically what Paul is saying. Now watch this. Verse 4, I wrote that letter in great anguish with a troubled heart and many tears. I didn't want to grieve you. But I wanted to let you know how much I, how much love I have for you. And I just appreciate the fact that Paul says, when I did bring correction, I did it with anguish, a troubled heart, and many tears. In other words, he didn't do it in anger. He didn't do it to, to attack them. He didn't do it pridefully or in a judgmental way. He did it in a very tender, loving way. Again, like a parent with a child. Now watch what he says next. Verse 5, I'm not oversaying it when I say, did the man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than he hurt me? Most of you opposed him, and that was punishment enough. Now, however, it is time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may be overcome by discouragement. So I urge you now to reaffirm your love for him. And he just points out, listen, the behavior of that man hurt everybody in that community. And this is why it's so important in the body of Christ that we are, you know, working on the condition of our own soul and 
allowing people that we love and trust to speak into our life, and and we're trying to learn to to grow in our capacity to do relationships well and to to relate to one another the way Jesus relates to us. Because when we don't, it hurts everybody in our community. And Paul says, and now that we remember, they put him out of the church, First Corinthians chapter five. And now Paul's saying, now that we've disciplined him, it's time to to draw him back. It's time to reach out. It's time to love and to comfort him so that he doesn't uh, get so discouraged that he gives up on his faith. And again, I just love the heart of Paul, that even this man that had created so much pain and created such a mess in the church, he is so concerned about the condition of his soul. He loves him and wants to bring him back into that church family and to help him heal and to get reconnected and to begin growing and to really fulfill his purpose again, to to be a part of the body of Christ. And I just love that. So I just love how in this whole section, Paul is demonstrating such good, tender, but direct, intentional leadership. I just love it. I just pray. I want you to pray for me, and I want us to pray for our church staff. And let's pray that we would do this well in our families, in our workplace, and in our church, in our community. Let's just ask God to to help us do that. Father, I just thank you so much for the example Paul's given us of great leadership, healthy leadership. God, help us all with sincerity and grace and gentleness. Uh, speak the truth in love and lead people into freedom and, and to help people really step into your best for them. I pray for our staff. God, I pray that you'd help them to lead this way. I pray for myself that you'd help me to be this kind of leader. God, I pray for every person listening. We all have somewhere where we lead. Maybe that's at home. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in the community. And God, we want to lead well. We want to lead in a way that points people to Jesus. So help us to do that in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope this encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.